Hi everyone, welcome back. Bets Birds Golf 2023 Valero Texas Open. Ryan Noonan, Andy Molitor, the calm before the storm, Andy, and of course, I mean Live Golf Orlando. How you doing? Yeah, that is a thing. Like there is a that's like a bad course. Um, I don't want to get deep into live because there's so much other stuff to talk about, but like <laughs> you know, they they've played on some nice enough courses uh, over the this is a weird stop. And I guess they again they did a good enough job of like scheduling. Hey, we'll go up against the Valero. No one gives a shit. Plus, there's guys from Live that have to play next week. Um, be interesting. People are people are posting that already. Like, oh my, what if somebody from Live is in contention? I'm like, I mean, there's probably a really good chance that Cam Smith is in case he's, he's still likely one of the best golfers in the field. I'd I'd have him in, you know, the top six or seven to be sure. And he ain't six or seven, so um, it'll be it'll be pretty unique to see what happens with that next week. Uh, but for now, yes, we are doing the Valero. We'll get into that. We'll get into the course, the field, the bets, and everything else for this. If you do enjoy the content, give it a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Check out betspertsgolf.com for Ron's free course preview every week. And obviously some extra content this week as we get into some master stuff looking ahead to... I think it's an 89 man field at the moment, but it could be 90. Should we just should we talk about that quick? Um, yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, how to, I mean, there there could be a person who wins and gets a very late invite to the Masters. If you win this and you're not already in, you could end up changing your plans for next week. Happened last year. Uh, it's happened a multitude of times over the years. This is the last chance to to punch your tickets if you aren't already there. Um, and this is always interesting. It is a smaller field. I think you did a good job last year unpacking all the ways that you can get in, winning a variety of uh, you know amateurs. They actually had a unique thing this year: the PGA or the sorry, the NCAA individual champion got an invite this year, which is not typically one of the ways that they can get in. But again, like. Augusta can do whatever they want. Um, yeah. I'm, you know, hours away from posting my player guide, uh, breaking down, you know, a little paragraph plus on every single guy in the field. So I've, you know, had to do some deep dives on all of these guys. Uh, lots of amateurs in the field. We still have some of the Larry Mises, Freddie Couples of the world kicking around at, uh, you know, I don't blame them, Andy. I don't know about you, but like I qualify if I don't need a like walking assistance and I can walk yeah. that for two to four days. You want to be able to give yourself the out of making the cut by chance. Like I'm playing that thing. I don't give a shit. Um, you, you need to wheel me around this place. I'm playing. Yeah, just the, you know, the the atmosphere, the the course itself, the prestige of it. If I'm not in physical pain, you know, enough to, to like stop me from playing. And I've, I'm a, a legacy champ, like the, you know, Larry Myers, what have you. Yeah. I'm probably playing like a lot of those guys that eventually hang, you know, everyone hangs it up eventually. And usually it's just like, I can't, you know, I can't physically do it anymore. I love, I'm still going to come here. I'll come to the dinner. I'll, I'll watch, but I, I just can't do it anymore. So it's uh yeah, for sure next week. And yeah, there are, uh, like you mentioned, I'll have an article up on that just because I think it's fun. I, and truthfully it's fun but it's how it works with every tournament. Every person who's gotten into every yeah. tournament, just not really well publicized with every other ones. But I think if you go to like the official PGA site, it'll say, Hey, here's why this guy is playing this week. He won it or he's in the top 125 in the OWGR. So he qualifies or, Hey, this is a sponsor exemption. There's a lot of different ways, but it's a lot trickier to get into Augusta. That's why there's a sub 90 field. You have to have won an event this past year. You have to, uh, you know, if you've won one of the majors in the past few years, if you finished in the top four in any of the majors over the last, you know, year, I believe the players champion gets in finishing in the top 12 of last year's masters gets you in winning some of these amateur events. There's three or four amateur events that can get you in obviously being a, having a jacket automatic. That's a ticket for life. Like we just mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, but there is, yeah. And like you said, the, the first one I mentioned right off the bat is winning a tournament during this year. Uh, Corey Connors, it's, it's a whole different thing. Like the, the Ricky thing is like, yes, he is playing a lot better golf and maybe he's semi deserving of it. The Corey Connors stuff in 2019 was a lot more fun because I believe he Monday qualified or, you know, something like that where, he he was kind of in his younger his younger years like he wasn't one of the 
favorites to win the tournament. You know, Ricky maybe shouldn't be 20 to 1. We can discuss that. But, like, you know, Corey Connors wasn't supposed to win a tournament to get into the Masters, and he did. And that that's a much more fun story than, you know, what we'd get here if something like Ricky happened. But, yeah, there's a shitload of guys this week who are not in the Masters field. And if one of them banks a trophy Sunday, that is very much life-changing. So that's what makes yeah. this tournament fun, despite being a lead-up, also ran. Hey, you're going up against Major League Baseball opening day. You're going up against the the final four this weekend. Like, There's a lot of other stuff going on. But I would love – well, I'd love nothing else than to hit an outright for fucking once in my life. But I would love – some drama surrounding like, oh, my God, Brendan Todd's going to the Masters. <laughs> Maybe he's in the field. I don't know. He's not. Not currently. He's not. No. He's not. So that, that's – that's if I can't get an outright, my second, uh, you know, second wish would be give me some drama surrounding a guy that's, like, in contention or leading. It's like, man, it's not just the, the trophy and the prize money. It's like this guy is – this guy has a lot of pressure on him to – play these you know the back nine on sunday pretty flawlessly here to take this down go to augusta so um but yeah turning our head back to texas what do you know about the course ryan yeah ron's uh free preview up on the site as andy mentioned uh, again as extensive and detailed as anything out there you can also get course history you know recent finishing positions obviously strokes gain data um at this event too this is the one we referenced even last week andy the uh, charlie hoffman open where, you know, Hoffman won here and then basically just top five every year. Uh, it is a long course. Ironically, it is a Greg Norman slash Sergio yeah. Garcia design. Um, Sergio loved it so much that he played it uh, one time before, uh, you know, never playing it again. But uh, pretty straightforward course. You can miss the fairways here. The rough is not super penal, but really bad drives are problematic because you get into, and Ron actually puts the video on his preview, the Kevin yeah. Nas 16 here. You can get yourself way offline here and end up in the desert, um, you know, behind some rocks, behind some, you know, uh, I don't know, rolling weeds of Texas. Like it, it becomes really problematic. Um, the greens are kind of small again, like it's a Texas course. So at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the wind in terms of how difficult this plays. That's why we've seen scoring kind of, you know, look very different from year to year. Um, long par fives. A par fives hard to reach for everybody. That's why I think you see a lot of shots from over 200 yards in terms of uh, proximity ranges. And then also a lot of like really short irons because there's some forced layups essentially on those par fives that are going to leave you basically 100, 125 in. So, you know, kind of a bunch of different things that matter a little bit here too, but you know, not a lot of like bells or whistles, not a lot of water, not a lot of problems unless you get way offline in terms of your drives. Yeah. Like you said, Texas course, not too dissimilar from last week, except you're not going to see boats flooding by. There's not, you know, not, not the built-in water and yeah, the Kevin nothing, very memorable. He shot, a, it's not on hole 16. It was hole number nine, the 16 that Ryan said, in case you kind of glossed over and missed what he was talking about. The 16 was his score for that hole. Yeah. He actually parred it the next. Obviously, that's not the kind of score you can make the cut with. Usually, he parred it. Uh, the, so he averaged a 10 for the hole for, for those two <laughs> days. But the 16 was wild. It's 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 worth watching the video because it's it's. I mean, it's it's something. It's like that. Did you see the video of the guy who had a had a ball kind of in the fringe? And he's standing in the bunker. Went around Twitter the other day and he takes 43 hacks at it. And you're like, what is going on? And then he gets up and it's like, and he can't stand. It's like, oh, he's pissed drunk. Yeah. Kevin Na was not pissed drunk. Kevin, Kevin Na was assumedly sober and he still just, he made an absolute mess of it. It's a, it's a masterpiece of messes. That one's fun. There are some bad runoffs and bunkering. If you do miss the small greens, wedge play around the green, scrambling, yep. very much going to come into play, getting creative with your shots so you can find these small greens that come into play. It's one of those where you look at it at first, you look at the length, you look at some of the holes, and you say, bomber's course. But there is, and again, this has been a theme for like the last month, it feels like. It is still a spot where, you know, you're going to club down in a few things. You know, there's going to be some of these where it's like, ah, it's a forced club down. It's not somewhere where I can just grip it and rip it with the one. 
So still being accurate off the tee with your other clubs and being, I mean, being accurate and lengthy is going to help. Like bombers are going to benefit on some of these longer holes. Some of the fives are crazy long, but at the same time, you still need to be accurate. You can get into a lot of trouble uh, if you miss the fairways here. There's some, there's just some bad spots to end up. Like you said, the rough's not going to be horrid, but there's just some spots you're not going to want to find. So find the fairway, be you know, being long is going to help on a, a chunk of the holes, being able to scramble, being able to hit your wedges in for short wedges, honestly, and, you know, some of the stuff around the green, and then just being creative enough to stay out of trouble when you need to stay out of trouble and make sure you're, you're finding pars and not getting, you know, these blow up holes because you're going to need to score here. This is going to be a, there's going to be some pretty low scores here. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, I, I did say like, looks in terms. I did say that there's some longer fives, but I mean, there's some. If you're a bomber, there's probably two of these fives where you have going to eagle putts, man. Yeah, uh, the weather. Do we have any early looks in terms of? Uh, I have not got to that part yet at all in terms of what we're expecting from a wind standpoint because that is really the the difference maker. Yeah, and that that's the thing too. They said that last week, especially on the back nine, you can get get some problems with the wind. It looks like. You know, we're going to have just pretty standard, not too bad, kind of the, the 5 to 15 range, depending on the time of the day. Thursday, there's there's some places they're saying Thursday afternoon could be up in the, you know, over 15 miles per hour wind. Uh, you know, another one is saying, well, actually the same site says there's a decent spike of wind in the early early afternoon, late morning on Friday. The weekend looks fine, but again, I'm not the kind of guy who's going to trust a weekend weather report on a Tuesday morning. So if it does get real windy, that's going to be a problem. Some of these guys we mentioned with, oh, just like Morikawa. I think it was something that came up with him. But some of these guys with the lower club head speeds that can't cut through the wind, hit some stingers with their, you know, with their fairway woods, with their twos. Some of the guys that aren't going to be able to rip through this and are, you know, often reliant on, taking a club and hitting it a little higher. Like that's sort of shit ain't going to play when it gets windy. So be interesting to see uh, what the weather ends up doing here, but it does look like we're going to be contending with a little bit of wind. I don't know if, is that something you do? Like you say, Hey, I have guys. I don't, I'll say what I do. I don't have guys that I say, Hey, this guy's a great wind player, but I have guys that I go the opposite way with. I say, this guy kind of fucking sucks in the wind. Yeah. And it's like, it helps me cross a guy off. So when, when there is bad weather like this, it's more of a cross off for me than a, oh God, I got to get this guy because he can truck it in the, in the bad winds. It's so tough. I think it's such as like some of the golf stats in general, I think are fairly noisy. And I, I think it is very noisy to look too much into it in terms of like how much you would weight strokes gain win. I know Ron does some work around it. Again, being able to like really pin down like the wind at the time of the day when that guy was on the course, um, it's such always a small sample size. I think there's the added element of whatever the course is that they're playing that time that we don't really capture in the wind stuff. I think it's just there are so many elements to it that make it very noisy. I do think it can sometimes be one of those spots where the eye test matters. We saw Justin Thomas navigate himself around both TBC Sawgrass and Southern Hills in really, really bad weather and kind of come out on top. I know I almost brought group. him up. You know, yeah. he's, just, he's not here, but there, there are some guys. But usually if it if it's a guy like that, it's like, well, he's an elite player anyway. Yeah. You know, he fell out of the top 10, I guess. But Yeah. But no one else at the time where he went off at Sawgrass or Southern Hills kind of maintained like par level golf where everyone else was just like popping it into 17 time and time again. And like, again, the, the fact that he came out on top of the PGA at Southern Hills when he was in the bad side of the weather draw was, was pretty impressive. So, you know, again, like maybe the tails to your point, like who really is bad that I want to kind of cross off because of the, the wind, just a handful of guys that maybe I've seen myself. Uh, Cause I just don't really trust any of the statistical stuff. You know, Ron and I have gone back and forth on some of the stuff too, because I do think some of the overfitting and you and I have discussed it too, in terms of like our new tool, like when you're building out models, you can, overfit sometimes you can double count and you know it gets a little bit noisy in terms of what actually is signal in that so like again you can use the tool and do that you can go on to 
BetsBirdsGolf.com, go into our customizable stats uh, database. You can go into the filters and you can select windy strokes gain metrics uh, and yeah. get a feel for who you think is better. Um, I think it's a little noisy, but again, that's the, what the tool allows you to do. And, uh, you know, that's, I guess, cool resource if you if you like it. I think that's a good way to use the tool as well as far as, uh, um, you know, like doing some research on that. Just being like, hey, is this actually a thing or is it or is it just the sample size sucks and I have no, I have, you know, the, the, there's just the sample size sucks. It's all over the place. I don't think this is actually something I should be looking at. Whereas, you know, I'm probably, st- I, I do tend to stick to a lot of the, you know, just the higher up metrics for most of this stuff where it's like, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to not get too, too down in the weeds on it. You can. And I think that's where the granularity of, uh, you know, the tool that we built there is nice for doing some research projects. But at the same time, I'm not so sure you should just assume like, hey, this is predictive because it's going to be windy this week. Correct. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, the field, it's not terrible. Um, again, a non-elevated event. You mentioned we have uh, the last chance to qualify for the Masters. We do have a bunch of guys, uh, Corey Connors, Siwoo Kim, Chris Kirk, Hideki, uh, which we can get to as well. Uh, Cam Champ, who doesn't do anything except show up in top 10 of the Masters to punch himself and take it again. He's in the field. Sepp Straka, Molinari, Norin, Ryan Fox, uh, and Terrell Hatton are all already they're in this field and on the way to the masters. So let's start there and just like big picture before we get into any specific players. Are you crossing guys off in terms of this week motivation, getting yourself in form, using it to warm up? Um, or can a guy who's already punched a ticket here actually just go out and ensure that no one else goes? Yeah, that, that's the thing too. It's, it's still like part of the deal. No, I don't think anyone is. I mean, there's an $8.9 million pot to be split up. You know, this is their livelihood. No one's saying I'm, you know, I'm just taking this week off. Or I'm, I'm, if you took the time to drive to San Antonio, fly to San Antonio, whatnot, play a practice round, you know, work with your caddy, have your caddy walk the course, spend your time getting the camp set up, finding a house to live in for the week. I, I don't think anyone's going to say, I'm already in the Masters. I don't give a shit about this tournament. You know, there, there's no one here of that. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe Hideki, who's won a Masters and he's, you know, uh, at this point, like a legacy Hall of Fame player. But even him, like, I'm injured. I should be, I, I need to be using this to test this out, see if I'm feeling well enough to play, how, you know, play well next week or. I'd say just pull out again if you're if you're obviously not healthy. But like you look at the top of the board, and I, I, again, I don't know how much I should be actually saying that Ricky Fowler is like your second favorite because I truthfully think I would bet a no on him if you gave me the the right price. But eighteen to one is just silly for a guy considering you know some of the other names in the field, and he's played well, but not that well. So right off the you know the top of the board, some of the guys that are already in. I don't. I don't want to say I'm. You know, I'm tossing them out because they don't give a shit this week. I'm yeah. tossing out. I'm tossing out Hatton because his price is too low, and he had the hand injury. I mean, that's the reason I toss out Hatton. I toss out Matsuyama because you know if he's 100 percent healthy, he's clearly the favorite in this. But even at 25 to one, and with the possibility of hey, I'm just going to go test this out and see if I'm good enough, and I might withdraw. I'm not betting him. You know, some of the guys, the, the names that are in, I'm throwing them out for completely different reasons. I'm kind of with you because I think like, all right, you want to get in tune up for Augusta, just go to Augusta. Like, why would you go and play two rounds in San Antonio? Mm-hmm. Kind, kind of half-ass, not really caring if you make the cut. Like, you can't cover your travel expenses. Like, you're not going to make any money. If you want to get ready for Augusta, just go play practice rounds at Augusta. Like, skip this, um, especially if you're already in. So I think if they're there, they're there to compete. You make the point of Hideki, probably should be the favorite. I don't know what number is bettable for Hideki. This is the spot last year where he withdrew in the first round due to yeah. his neck injury. So, like, I don't know what the right spot is. But, like, yeah, he should be probably the favorite. But, like, 25 is not interesting. I don't know that, like – 35 or 40 is interesting, but like, I, I do think he is, uh, played really well 
at uh, at Sawgrass, like he's definitely appealing to me a little bit. Maybe next week if he can get through this and uh, and not kind of worsen things here. But uh, let's talk about Ricky. We are taking a stand. Uh, he's playing really good golf. Uh, Ron apparently did not get the memo because Ron fired on uh, a Ricky outright this morning. So uh, Ron is uh, is doubling down against the house here because we are saying uh, here at Betsburts Golf that if Ricky Fowler goes out and wins this tournament, which a lot of people want to see him do. And I'd be there on yeah, Sunday. I, I'm, I like, I, w- I want to cheer against it twice. So I'm cheering against it because I just, I'm not a Ricky guy. And also I'm, I'm against the price at this point, but yeah, we've said it. If you sign up for a monthly sub to test out the new tool or take advantage of the members only discord, whatever, it's 20 bucks. If Ricky wins, I'll just give it back to you. That's, that's how, that's how down I am on him winning this tournament. Straight up, just give you the cash back. Free. It's a free. If he's, uh, I don't even care if, like, I might leave this up. Like, if he's leading after the second round, I might still just offer it up. I didn't actually set, like, a, a date on this. So, yeah. He'll let it roll. Well, uh, he is playing good golf. I do think the price is ridiculous uh, at 18. Again, like, I don't know. The, the form is there. The narrative is there. The books know what they're doing here. They know the story. They know that he's on the cusp um he needs to win to get himself in at this point and uh again it's playing good to andy's point but is he playing sub 20 good mm, that's uh, a stretch for me but uh we'll be interesting to see what happens here again you also have uh in the top tier here siwoo kim basically 20 at the most spots Corey connors uh who played really good golf last week uh in the match play obviously his you know, lone career victory on the PGA tour here in San Antonio has a sneaky three straight top tens at Augusta, which is interesting. And he's starting to play some really good golf. So again, Corey Connors finishing position bets next week are probably pretty interesting if the form continues and he shows here in Texas, other guys, sub 30, Matt Kuchar, who is just, again, really hard to bite on sub 30, but played good last week in another spot that he always plays well in Uh, Kuchar can punch his ticket here as well. And Chris Kirk, who I mean, likes his course, fits well, um, is already there. Kirk is the most interesting to me in like the 30 or shorter range. I have not fired on that. Um, is there anything that we've talked about here so far that has kind of caught your attention? Yeah. yeah Ricky's like 10K too in DFS. I know we don't do <laughs> We're not a DFS show. We have that tomorrow, but. Man, it's just it's, it's rich, almost upsetting. Man. I do want to say, and I, I will go back to him. Like, if you guys followed golf long enough, you remember good Ricky, 17, 18, maybe yeah, even, even into 19. 19, he wins waste management, second at the Honda, plays well at the Masters. Uh, I think where where I'm like top five tour of champions, even tour of champions, tournament of champions, top five, which is that's a very small field. That's a whole different thing. But that summer, the Masters top 10, Wells Fargo fourth in 2019, gains 11 strokes on the field, sixth at the Open that summer, gains 10, and then he would not gain 10 strokes again on the field for a couple of years. He would lose 10 strokes to the field a couple of times. <laughs> but it, it took until the – and it's the Zozo. So, I mean, great assault here. Like when he came back, played the Fortinet, was decent. And then he played the Zozo, got a second, and was decent. Where there was a little grain of salt because it's like, hey, these are shit events. It's the swing season. I'm not going to give him a lot of credit here. But what he's done, I don't know, since kind of January, it does it does speak to some of the changes we saw him make. So and it, it's not the, you know, it's not the 10, 11, 12 strokes gained against the field. But eight, eight and a half, nine, somewhere in that range. It looks like seven point three at the players' total strokes gained. Like those are good outings against good fields. Waste management top ten. That's a that's an elevated event. That's a good field. The players is obviously a great field. Like some of the some of the results he's had do have me biting my tongue a little. As far as hey, it's Ricky Fowler. He fucking sucks. Don't bet on him. <laughs> I just I just don't know if he should be at the point where he's second favorite. I would yeah. I would probably price him twenty five to twenty eight to one here. But if he wins, I guess jokes on me, and I'm giving back a bunch of subscription money, which would be fun for you guys. Uh, the rest of the top of the board, obviously, Siwoo is going to be very popular this week. Betting maybe DFS. He's sub ten, um, probably one and dones. Just 
really good around the green play, you know, good enough approach, just decent enough form. You know, it's, it's not a stairways. Yeah. It's not a top heavy field, but it kind of is without having huge, huge names. Like there, there, there's a bit of a drop off. I think a lot of the strategy this week for me is taking some punts further down. There's going to be a lot of the, you know, we, we do, you and I love that 30 to 50 range traditionally. I, I love it a lot more this week. And I obviously love just, you know, some long shot bombs in a week like this, where we've seen some of these guys that maybe don't have big names, but have had decent enough form, small sample size, come out and pop in tournaments like this. So kind of, uh, kind of avoiding maybe, you know, see who I wanted a bigger number on. I don't know if I'm betting him at 10 Connors has been disappointing for me lately. Matsuyama, like we said, the price is wrong. Maybe, so it gets to be like the Montgomery Davis Riley Chris Kirk section before I even think about making a bet. I don't know. I haven't looked at your Discord picks yet. Did you take any of those Montgomery Davis Riley Chris Kirk? No, Kirk is the closest. Um, I don't love this setup from Montgomery. I know people like Davis Riley this week. Uh, I forgot to mention him in the sub 30. He's basically. Um, you know, across the board, he's in that range. Referencing a Corn Ferry Tour victory here at this at this spot a few years ago uh, for for Davis Riley. Again, that stuff to me is super duper noisy. We're talking about a um, you know a different field years ago, four rounds of golf. You know, I don't want to overstate that. Um, you know, Davis Riley it would be interesting to me, like forty, but uh, you know, twenty two is uh, not something that I can bite at. So yeah, I'm way down the board. I. I'm not sure. I, I plan to go pretty heavy at the Masters. And, yeah. um, you know, I subscribers know I like to do these. Uh, FanDuel is, offers these top 40. Um, you can parlay top 40s. And again, in a place like the Masters where we have 90 people in the fields, um, the odds aren't always massively adjusted. They sometimes feel like they are normal 156-man fields. Um, so I'll probably be pretty heavy on finishing positions and stuff like that at the Masters. Pretty lights here so far, and nothing at the top of the board intrigues me. It's Kirk for me if I had to make a play here, uh, but I am I'm way down. I don't jump in until sixty. So yeah, uh, I'm just kind of looking at what I put together for models this week. Like it, I'm not really interested in anybody until we get to Cam Davis. <laughs> Like maybe, uh, and again, I'm still shopping. Like I did mention Brendan Todd in passing, joking. Brendan Todd isn't uh, isn't a bad shot this week either. But yeah, there's there's no one sub thirty that I'm super interested in betting in this week. And you know, it, we, we've seen a lot of chalk come through, such as life. I guess it goes on runs like that. It's not predictive. It's not like oh, chalk's been winning. Got to bet chalk. Right. It's, it just it does just kind of come down to a lot of different factors luck weather what time you draw a lot of shit can happen golf is hard but for me for my money just the, the way i have my pricing the way i have my models built this week the way i, I think this tournament might go i i can't get down with betting anyone under 30 for sure yeah so um, i mean in that other range what why, why are you i mean just kuchar norin griffin fox wallace like, a sub 50 kind of chunk there put in spawn jj spawn as well uh, reasons for avoiding anything there for you? No, I kind of, the one that is interesting to me that I haven't is Ryan Fox, who is we saw last year just can get ridiculously hot and streaky. And you kind of look at his like his page, you know, and look at kind of like his results. And there's just a lot of good finishes grouped together. And then he'll, you know, T60, miscut, miscut, T40, and then it gets like white hot again. And played pretty good golf last week at a spot where. I wasn't super interested in him in terms of like kind of mitigating his distance. We talked a little bit here about like, I probably, I'm not like overweighting distance, but I do think it can help you. We know Fox can absolutely bomb it. The putter can get hot. Like we've seen what he can do. So he's interesting to me. It looks like 45s are the best number. It looks like you would have a 44 and change at Chris on Fox. Um, you know, he's, he's of interest. Brennan Todd is like the complete opposite type of player. Uh, but this is the type of spot where Todd can get, you know, really hot again, the putter, like we saw at Pebble, uh, we almost came home for us at Pebble where he gained like three strokes per round on the greens, which is in the range of outcomes for, for Brendan Todd fairway finder, which I think matters. So 
yeah, those guys are are on the radar. I just I think I'm saving bullets. I jumped in on Nick Taylor. It's my first play. Uh, Nick Taylor, I got at 60. Looks like Taylor is down to 50 everywhere. Uh, I like the recent form there. He played really well at the waste management, showed up well at Valspar. Um, I like some of the, in terms of some of the stuff statistically that we're waiting this week. Really good scrambler. Um, you can make some birdies, avoids bogeys at a pretty decent clip. Um, approach has been decent. Short irons, you know, inside 100 yards. He's pretty damn good at that. So um, I like Nick Taylor's number. Uh, if you're able to get to 60 with us, first thing on Monday morning, it's great. I'd still shoot at 50. I think he's an interesting player and uh, like kind of his current form. So he's the shortest for me currently. Yeah. Um. Yeah. In that section, and Cam Cam Davis is a little lower on Chris. Yeah. I don't see if I can that. see if I can get a better than a 50. Cam Davis is someone that obviously came in came in a little higher for me. You know, the, the top of my board, the top of my models are just like, hey, it's Hatton Siwoo and. Uh, you know, depending how you treat Matsuyama, he's in there. If you start putting in form, obviously it drags him down. But Aaron Rye was someone who came in a little uh, little hot for me this week. I dug in on him. That's something I'd be looking at again because Chris has close to sixty on him. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I've ever had a lot of success betting Aaron Rye. I'm almost sure I'm saying his name right now. I feel like that's been good. That's correct. Um, not the not a bomber. But no. pretty like just not not like short, but I don't even think he's quite tour average. A little shorter off the tee, but incredibly accurate and really strong with your you know your your second shot accuracy stuff. Your your good drives gained, your greens and regulation, which again is double counting because good drives gained is just greens and regulations based off a of, uh, drive landing. Uh, you know, in certain areas, so decent enough at the players top twenty there. I don't, you know, I don't want to go back too far with this guy because uh, it was, you know, it was not that long ago. He was a corn fairy guy doing, doing okay in some comp events. I'm just, I haven't quite sold myself on him based on, I think some of it's just like my short term form likes him because it was a nice, a really nice, you know, ball striking TD green performance at the players, but 60 to one, I'm pretty close on. Uh, Putting can, putting, putting can let him down, but I, I think these are going to be pretty fairly easy putting surfaces, nice and slow. I know that that was going to be the nudge, and yeah, I don't know what number did you get on him. Seventy-five. Jesus. Yeah. Look at me. This is why. This is why I don't wait till Tuesday. I shouldn't wait till Tuesday anymore. Yeah, seventy-five on Aaron Rye. Um, yeah, you know what? He uh, some of his stuff at the players. Right, he went. Well, I think he had two water balls on 17 on Sunday yeah. and took himself out of like the top 10. So his ball striking numbers were, were even better than than what they are showing based off of uh, the water balls on Sunday, which kind of, you know, changed things a little bit for him. But yeah, I mean, anytime a guy wears two black gloves, I think you just got to find ways to back him. Um, it's it's a unique look on tour and. You know, you look a little bit dig. You know, he's played some pretty good Euro events. You know, he's a he's an Englishman, um, and had some pretty good finishes in in some strong field Euro events. Even though he hasn't been around too too long, so yeah, he's he's interesting to me. I, I think he's again, like you said, he's not long, but he's going to find fairways. He's really good on approaches from over two hundred yards, which matters, I think, quite a bit this week. Um, you know, approach overall has been kind of up lately over the last twenty four rounds. He is uh, is trending up. You know, short proximity is pretty good too. I'm 14th from 125 to 150 over the last 24 rounds. So like, there's some stuff that's kind of going in the right direction for him. And uh, yeah, it still take us what uh, 55s on DraftKings. Looks like 60 on Chris. It's probably going to be yeah. I'm 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 probably in on him. And you're I mean you're right. And he is. I mean he's. It's been a bit, but he's a guy who's won in Europe. Yeah, he was a kind of touted when he was young. Uh, it's been a few years, but good enough. To, he's good enough to win an event like this, especially at that price. So, all right, I'm in on I'm in on Riot around. It's I hate lying to you guys and saying I bet Riot sixty. I bet him at plus fifty nine eighty six. <laughs> not quite sixty. So, a man of integrity. Not, uh, yeah, man of integrity here. Aaron Rye came in came in pretty high for me, so I'll be on him uh, next. What's uh, what's your Putnam? What's your Putnam theory? I mean, 
I should have been on him last week. That that's a Putnam event where you know the putting can really matter. Um, that, that's right. That's where I kind of tossed him on. I'm like, I don't know if I can take a guy who makes his hay on the putting greens at a place like this. Because if, if the ball striking isn't good enough to probably be finding these small greens consistently and and doing well here, so I, I, I did kind of toss him out at the price. Yeah, like the only thing that I have him rating out well in in terms of things that I'm waiting this week is is scrambling. Um, and yeah, yeah, just it matters here as you mentioned, but uh, it just is something that like I don't want to overweight and give credit to the ball striking stuff. Some of the proximity ranges that I think are important this week that I'm not weighing, but I just pulled because you could do that too, just to see kind of where um, they're popping in that. He's just not checking any of those boxes in terms of of proximity and that kind of plays itself out in strokes gained approach, which I am mad, you know, weighing heavily, you know, he's like 70th in the field. So in this type of field, I want him to be, you know, better at the thing that I think is the most important. And, and that is uh, approach. Yeah. So. Um. Well, that, that leads us to, what do you think of uh, our guy, Mr. Smalley? Going yeah. The direction. Can't putt. good approach, good, real good greens and regulation numbers. Ants can be somewhere in the 60 to 70 range, kind of right above them in that, you know, there's a, I guess some people, Straka's kind of in that section too, Sam Ryder. But out of anybody, I, I bet Smalley the most. I feel like he's just, you get drawn to the guys that you've, you make cases for them, you write about them, you talk about them, and then you see them again the next week. And it's like, it's a weird subconscious tiebreaker where it's like, oh, Alex Smalley, he's an Andy guy. Like, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to look at him. That's a work for me for Max Homa. It is not work for me for Aaron Wise. So I understand how we can get there. You just, you know, you kind of lock in some guys. Yeah, Smalley for sure. I mean, uh, very, very, very bettable. Uh, you said it's 70 or 80? Uh, what do you got? Oh, you got 60 of Chris. Looks like there's some 70s out there in the market too. 75 on DraftKings. It's actually a really good number. Um, he rates out pretty highly for me. And some of the other things that I'm not weighing that I just, that I'm looking at, he's, Short irons have been really good. Uh, bogey avoidance, really, really strong. Second in the field. Yeah. So yeah, we know the approach game is is pretty much consistently uh, his game and um, the most sticky stat and what matters the most. So, uh, and a week feel like this, like where we've seen bombs win, like I, I'm, I'm no problem with uh, a smallie fire at seventy five for sure. Yeah, I just uh, I found an eighty. I had nice. bet online. Like, I'm gonna be fine with that. So. Yep. Yeah, it's a good number. Ben Taylor is a guy that's showing up really highly for me. Where's Ben Taylor? I mean, sorry, Ben Martin. Uh, where's Ben Martin rate for you? I like uh, what did Cal say in the chat? I like all the Bens. I do. I like all okay. the Bens. Um, I have Martin as I have Martin as my favorite Ben of the week. Okay, um, best Ben. Gr- Griffin Griffin's not far, but again, another one where it's like, man, you are finding greens. And your putting kind of short game in general sucks. Like around the green, scrambling isn't a strong suit, but the the rest of the game is high, pretty good. And yeah, Ben Martin was I, I looked at Ben Martin, Ben Griffin right away. Uh, you know, I made the joke about what Cal said. Not as big of a Ben Taylor, but that's a you know that's a different story. That's a much much bigger number. But for the tiebreaker between the two, I, I would take. Uh, Again, based on price as well, but I'd take Ben Martin over Ben Griffin if I had to bet a Ben, and I'm I've been pretty close on Martin. Yeah, I mean Corrales last week, you know, again windy, naturally windy, exposed, um, finished eighth. Honda windy, difficult course, um, you know, long long approaches, uh, fifth. Um, Pebble Beach, coastal, windy, thirteenth. Uh, like so, he's he's put out some pretty good recent finishes you know you get him in bigger events players valspar like still fine making cuts he's made five straight cuts um so he's you know playing pretty well but some of his better finishes on tour have been um at windier events coastal type courses you know second to corrales last year so it's like a, a spot where you know he's comfortable playing at so a lot not great last year at uh at valero but again not overweighting that but um yeah i don't know like seems to <clears throat> seems to be trading in the right direction you can find 90 per year, Chris. So 89 yeah. to one. He's, he's very close to my, I'm starting to get to the point where it's to, of the card where it's like, Hey, do I maybe bet less on some of these guys? And I think we have, I think we have one where we match on. And I, again, you probably got a better number than me, but 
still over 100 to 1 at Chris. And we talk about, hey, this is not a difficult course. You can get in trouble. You do need to be accurate. You do need to stay out of, you know, kind of not get in your own way at times. But if I want a guy who, who can just get streaky as shit, play some really good golf, maybe, you know, maybe throw a 26 out on the turn. And we saw do it like as recently as last week for 101. I think you can do a lot worse than our friend Akshay. 20 on, on the first nine uh, on Friday, like put himself in the mix, like faded a little bit. He was not around much in the weekend. It really wasn't in contention, but I mean, ball striking stuff that we about is uh, really good for, for the young kids. So yeah, he's uh birdie or better is going to give himself a lot of looks again, shorter proximity, longer proximity. He's been really good. Scrambling is kind of the worry. It's been kind of a mess uh, around the greens, yeah. but uh yeah, I mean, just just a ton of, of talent there, and uh, just a, a name want to continue to buy on in, in a weaker field. At I got one fifty, you're still out over a hundred. No problem going to to Akshay for some upside, and it's obviously not going to cost you a lot uh, at that price. No, there's there's some fun bombs once you get over a hundred. I mean, and it's it's guys we like, guys we've talked about, like and the form sucks, but Emiliano Grillo is a guy that I've bet quite a bit, and he's good enough golfer if he turns it around he's you know one of the better one of the better players in the field at times uh evr is not someone i'm betting but that's a big that's a big number for a guy that can play well um god what was the other one i had some there were some bombs i looked at right off the bat it's like man you know i'm a lanto griffin guy i just couldn't quite <laughs> do it but this is one where it's like if you have your guys and you think you know you think there's some sneaky stats here and there there's some big numbers on like a callum Terran. Justin Lauer, God, who's the other one? I'm waiting for the name. I'm waiting for the guy. You might not bet him to win, but you might bet him to finish well. Lashley? Honestly, you know, of some really big numbers that I would look at for a top 20 uh, that's over 100 to 1 right now, Seonghun Kim, S.H. Kim. I've I've kind of been an S.H. Kim guy at times. I don't know what. I didn't hit your guy then? Cam Percy. Oh, God, yeah. Just the Cam Percy thing. (laughs) I, Cam, Percy, Cam Percy top 40s are back, I guess. Yeah, I, I was surprised. Like I ran the stuff and I'm like, oh man, Andy's gonna talk. I'm sorry. He's just gonna he's gonna pop for for uh for Andy this week for sure. So um I Joseph Bramlett's a guy for me deep down. Uh I think you can find a hundred still 110 on DraftKings for Bramlett. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna do it outright. I might. Um short proximity is really good. He hits it a mile. Uh, approach has actually been trending up. Uh, which I like to see. So, you know, again, like hasn't been a guy that necessarily paints fairways. Uh, but again, like, I don't know, he is showing the ability, like he played well at, at uh, and again, not a comp course because it's a short course, but I was surprised to see him play well at uh, Pebble uh, a while back, like not a spot where I think, but he's shown the ability like, okay, I can claw down. My distance is still going to play out in other ways. Maybe not just hammering it off the tee because he can hit it a mile, like he'll have an advantage even with his longer irons too. Uh, and he's been doing that fairly well. So Bramlett's kind of one of my favorite longer shots that I have not tackled yet. But like Luke List is down here. Like Luke List is like, he won a big boy field last year. Um, he's played actually decent in the Masters at times when he's made his way into the field. So like, he's a guy that, that probably shouldn't be down here. But again, like hasn't been playing really good golf. Uh, the EVR thing I think is interesting too. He's a, a guy that... Uh, it's probably a little too long in terms of his just overall baseline skill set and his career based off of where he is now. So yeah, yeah. that's an interesting one. Putting, putting matters. Putting always matters. It's uh, literally almost always the last shot you'll take on a hole, unless you're Jordan Spieth. Um, <laughs> it, it just, you know, we always talk about, it's like the running back things like, Hey, running backs don't matter. Oh, why does every team have four running backs in? Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. Putting doesn't matter. It's, it, because it's not sticky. It's just hard to be predictive in a lot of courses. Like good putters are guys that have spike putting in them. That's a thing. It's just hard to use putting as like a heavy, a heavy weight in any of these models. So something I like to do sometimes is look at all the things I really, really think matter and then take out everything short. Like just completely take out putting and anything short, scrambling around the green, anything like that, and just look at guys like who's just getting me to the hole. Who who's getting to the hole in the conditions I've set 
and you always end up with some stupid long shots. And then those are guys that I, I look into. And obviously, you take out putting and just leave everything else. Luke List is like your sixth best golfer here. So oh, yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna just we'll get that out of the way. That'll happen every time Luke List is in the field. That's how bad he is at putting the ball in, in general. But Grillo's another guy that pops up, Neesmith. Uh, and then the one I, I will look at with the Percy's as far as, hey, maybe I should bet some top 40s, uh, Hayden Buckley. Hayden Buckley, Nate Lashley, Mark Hubbard, like that whole range there again, just, especially Buckley. Buckley, very good ball striker, very good at finding greens, very good, good drives gained. Just around the green and putting are going to be way, way down there. Yeah. Um, decent enough irons, but he's going to be like a hundred or one to better. A lot of these guys were mentioning just great, great looks at some top twenties. If you guys think you found some decent numbers on that. Um, but for me, avoiding the bomb is probably, I, th- I think my whole card is just going to be Akshay, Aaron Rye. And I got the 80 on, um, what did I get my 80 on? Uh, Smalley, excuse Smalley, me. Okay. You did not fire Cam Davis, but your Cam Davis would probably be your 15 shorter bet if you were to jump in. I'm looking like where, where we have the best price. So 48 at Chris. Fuck it, we'll add Cam Davis. Yeah, 50 on DraftKings, uh, 50 okay. on points bets, uh, Rivers. Yep. Yeah. Smalley Davis, Akshay, and Mr. Aaron Rye. That's my whole card for outrights this week. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I have Nick Taylor, Aaron Rye, and, and Batia. Um, and I might keep it there. I might, I don't know the Bramlett. I just might do Bramlin in a finishing position bet. Some of those other guys that you mentioned, I'd probably do Ben Martin the same way. Um, I like the Lashley call outs. Eric Cole is interesting to me mm-hmm. again. Approach has been really good, you know, going a little bit on the Honda corollary where it's part of why I think Chris Kirk makes some sense there too. Weaker fields. Wind, difficult golf course, longer irons come into play quite a bit. Uh, Cole, we know, was in the mix there with Kirk on Sunday at the Honda. Um, Smalley's kind of in the same same boat, probably not getting outright money from me, but I think finishing positions are interesting. And then two more, Will Gordon. Um, scrambling is a problem, uh, but some of the other stuff has been pretty good. And is actually, I have him as the best in the field on approaches over 200 yards. Uh, and just approach in general, he's been pretty good. And uh, Robbie Shelton's been playing good golf. I know he's been pretty popular in the space. I have not clicked uh, Robbie Shelton's in any way, shape, or form of late, but he's been playing fairly decent. And again, uh, overall approach is kind of carrying his weight here. But if I'm giving anything uh, the most weight, it is approach. So Robbie Shelton might get a, a little bit more of a deep dive here for me and might find his way into a, a T40 bet, considering he's 90 to 1 for the most part. So, you know, you're still getting a plus money T40 here, which is uh, always appealing. Gotcha. So. I think that's that might be it. I don't have anything else. We'll uh, return to the page. It's Masters content now, guys. So all right. So what is the best scenario for any of these live guys on Sunday? Like what? For just from like a TV viewing standpoint, not from your wallet. I don't know if you've bet. Maybe we can do I, that too. I haven't yet. Have you, okay. Like um, what do we want to see? What do we want on the weekends? Because um, that's no this one, is again no, like it, it's no the Masters. The, yeah, no one's gonna see this, right? I mean, I not only do you have, you have a, an actual tournament, you have the final four and you have baseball starting. Like, I think best case for Liv is, like, Cam just wrecks the field. Like, he comes out and he plays ball like, you know, like like we saw when he won. You know, like we saw last summer. It's like, holy shit. Or like when he was going shot for shot with Scotty um, at Augusta like. Oh yeah. my god, that like I want the hype built up around Cam where it's like, all right, you know, hey, you got this, you know, you've got this big gang, and then you get this small shitty gang that's coming to town, but they have one tough guy, and he, he's gonna give you something. I don't know. So maybe, I phrased it wrong. I want to know I, I phrased it wrong. Are you talking about know, at Augusta? I want, yeah, I want your live guys. Oh, I want I want, Augusta. I want yeah, I want like Cam Smith to win. That's hilarious. It would be very interesting, uh, you know. True, truthfully, even just uh, like, uh, I mean, your best case scenario is Cam Smith and Rory are three clear of the field and they are uh, like going into Sunday. I mean, the, the narratives and the absolute hyperbole that will be written will be like, this is, this is a, this is a battle. For, I mean, they're going to, it'll be like, this is Normandy. This is D-Day. This is like the battle for humanity and the future of golf comes Sunday. 
Like, I mean, the over-the-top takes will be hilarious. So, I mean, yeah, just Rory and Cam batter. I mean, just Rory and anyone, even Rom and Cam, Rom and DJ, Max, uh, Fitzy. I mean, any of the big, any of the big PGA names against one of the big live names, like going battle toe for toe. I mean, maybe, maybe answer has it. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe there's maybe. there's like six or seven names that could, you know, could make a run. Answers in the field, correct? Yeah, Neiman. For sure. Yeah, Neiman's the one that's interesting to me, and I I saw the odds for Orlando, and I tweeted something out because like the Live Orlando event has uh, Cam at twelve, DJ at twelve, and Neiman at twelve. And then when you fast forward next week to Augusta, which again I know like his like where like the course history matters more to Augusta than anywhere else. Like Cam's like 20, 21. DJ's like 30, 32. Neiman's seventy five. They're all the same price this week in Orlando. And there's a massive discrepancy in what their price is next week at Augusta, which is interesting to me. Neiman fared pretty well there last year in the first round with a lot of eyeballs on him playing with Tiger. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if any live guys are getting my money. I want to see Brooks on the weekend at Augusta. Like, I'm know, not holding my breath. I'm not either, but I'm saying like that would be <laughs> good TV. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. This is what I'm – again, the, the hype that comes with Augusta anyway is always interesting. We, again, have – you know, the big three playing as good as anyone ever. You have the Rory narrative around uh, the you know, career Grand Slam, and now you have the influx of these 18 live guys coming back onto the, uh, the PGA Tour, which is uh, really, really, really interesting. So I cannot yeah. wait for it. It's going to be good. For sure. So, all right, yeah, well, same place, same time next week. We'll catch you for that. Obviously, check out the DFS show. Leave a thumbs up. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out Betsports Golf. Follow us all on Twitter. Have fun. Good luck win money and we'll see you next week for some master stuff guys. Burr, burr.